0: The Bengaluru Commute Podcast Powered by Spooler Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast Your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru Bengaluru Local News For today, the 3rd of November, let's begin with updates from the city Karnataka CM Siddharamaya expressed support for competitive exams for central government jobs in Kannada, alongside Hindi and English. He plans to write to PM Narendra Modi for reconsideration. He emphasized Kannada as a primary administrative language for effective governance. He advocated its use in government communication. He also promised free electricity and water for improving government schools. In other headlines, Congress General Secretary Randeep Singh Surjewala cautioned party members against public comments on issues like cabinet reshuffle and leadership change in Karnataka. After a meeting with party leaders, he emphasized the importance of adhering to party discipline and warning of consequences for violators. Surjewala urged members to focus on implementing the party's agenda and development. He stressed that internal discussion should remain within the party forum. In some news, Canada actor Darshan Gudipa faced charges after his dogs allegedly attacked a 48-year-old woman near his Bengaluru home on October 28. The complainant, Amita Jindal, parked her car in a vacant space near the actor's house in Arar Nagar. When she asked a person with three dogs to move them, he refused, leading to a confrontation. Both the actor and the dog's caretaker were booked under Section 289 of the Indian Penal Code. Up next, seven out of eight qualified traffic consultants abstained from BBMP's tender process to conduct a feasibility study for easing traffic in Bengaluru due to a lack of deadline extension. The civic body may need to restart the process. Consultants had only four days to quote prices after the mid-October pre-bid meeting. They argued multinational companies required more time for head office approvals. This contradicts Deputy CMDK Shiv Kumar's previous deadline extensions to attract more bidders. Now on to other news, the Karnataka High Court has temporarily halted the filing of an FIR against a BDA Deputy Secretary in the Sir M. Vishveshwaraya Layout Fifth Stage case. A division bench allowed the investigation to proceed. The petitioner Shri Rupa contested the single-judge decision that dismissed her plea against the state government's August 19, 2023 order for the investigation. Shri Rupa sought an interim order asserting she had no involvement in the investigated file. Moving on, Bengaluru Civic Body plans to divert garbage-laden trucks to four new quarries in Bayataranyapura and Mahadevapura. This temporary measure, contrary to court orders, precedes the identification of 400 acres of a waste-tech park. The BSWML will invest around Rs 120 crores in the project. While courts including the NGT oppose landfills for environmental reasons, daily 4,500-ton waste output sees 3,000 tons sent to the landfill and 1,500 tons for processing. Meanwhile, in the global surge of luxury residential property prices across metro cities, Bengaluru leapt to 17th place from 27th in Q3 2022, with a notable 2.2% year-on-year rise. Meanwhile, Mumbai secured fourth position, boasting a substantial 6.5% increase, propelling it from 22nd place in Q3 2022. According to Knight Frank's Prime Global Cities Index Q3 2023, New Delhi also experienced an upward shift, reaching 10th place. On a different note, the Bangalore Political Action Committee led the participatory Democracy Fellowship program to provide hands-on experience for public policy students. Collaborating with Mount Carmel College, this year's focus is on last-mile connectivity and bus stop infrastructure in Shivaji Nagar. BPAC introduces two curricula. One emphasizes quantitative skills for policy analysis, while the other promotes a multidisciplinary approach for creating change-makers. The latter curriculum's success depends on strategic collaborations. This initiative began in 2019. National news. Moving on to the national news. Trinamool Congress MP Mahua Moitra appeared before the Lok Sabha Ethics Committee for a deposition regarding the cash-for-query allegation against her. The committee, headed by BJP MP Vinod Sonkar, began proceedings with other members. Moitra had requested a summons date after November 5, due to prior commitments but was asked to appear early. She faces charges of accepting bribes to target the Adani group. Meanwhile, Telangana Chief Minister K Chandrasekhar Rao commenced a three-day Rajashyamala Yagam at his Siddhi Pet farmhouse for success in the upcoming state elections and Telangana's holistic progress. Over 170 Vedic pundits from Telangana, Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu and Karnataka are participating. This year emphasized the ritual significance for state development, praising KCR's knowledge of Hindu scriptures. In 2015, KCR drew national attention by hosting a five-day Ayuta Maha Chandi Yagam at his Eravalli farmhouse. In more news, the Tamil Nadu government has established a fact-checking unit to combat fake news, communal misinformation and hate speech related to the state government across all media platforms. Led by Mission Director Ian Karthikeyan, the unit will comprise 80 members and report to the Department of Special Program Implementation. Concerns over misinformation, hate speech and health-related false information prompted the creation of the unit. Shifting our focus, eminent writer T. Padmanabhan has received the Kerala Jyoti Award for his outstanding literary contributions. Retired Justice M. Fatima Bibi and Surya Krishnamurti were honoured with the Kerala Prabha Award for their social and civil service and accomplishments in the arts, respectively. Six individuals including Punalur Somarajan, Dr. VP Gangadharan and Pandit Ramesh Narayan were recognised for their contributions in various fields with the Kerala Shri Award. In a general weather update for the country, after a brief rise, Pune experienced a drop in minimum temperature. The temperature was 16 degrees Celsius, but it fell to 14 degrees Celsius. The next 48 hours are expected to remain at this level with the gradual rise anticipated after November 4th, as per the IMD report. This decrease in relative humidity aids the drop in temperature, explained an IMD expert. International news. Turning our attention to international news, Brazil's President Luiz Inácio Lula de Silva has ordered the armed forces to bolster security at vital airports, ports, and borders in a renewed bid to combat organized crime. This move follows a gang's arson attack on numerous buses in Rio de Janeiro. Lula emphasized the gravity of the situation and stated the federal government's active involvement in combating organized crime in the nation. The deployment includes 3,600 military personnel for enhanced surveillance. In ongoing news, Pope Francis emphasized the need for a two-state solution for Israel and Palestine, along with a special status for Jerusalem, to bring an end to conflicts. He expressed concern about the rise of anti-Semitism, noting that much of it remains hidden. The Pope referred to the Oslo Accords of 1993, which aimed to establish limited Palestinian autonomy, and the Camp David Summit in 2000, which failed to reach a final peace deal. In a recent development, Bangladesh PM Sheikh Hasina's daughter, mental health expert Saima Wazed, is nominated as the next Regional Director of WHO Southeast Asia. Dr. Shambhu Prasad Acharya, a senior WHO official from Nepal, was also a candidate. Wazed's nomination was approved during the 76th session of the WHO Regional Committee. The decision will be submitted to the WHO Executive Board in January 2024, with Wazid assuming office on February 1, 2024. In some other news, the US will establish an AI safety institute to assess potential risks associated with advanced AI models, announced Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. The private sector's involvement is crucial, she noted, and pledged a formal partnership between the US Institute and the UK Safety Institute. This initiative under the National Institute of Standards and Technology aims to set standards for AI model safety, security and testing along with authenticating AI generated content. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. Reliance Industries led by Indian magnate Mukesh Ambani is reportedly mulling a local currency bond issuance aiming to raise up to 150 billion rupees, 1.8 billion dollars, sources revealed. This potential transaction would mark Reliance's largest-ever rupee sale and its first domestic bond offering since 2020. Reliance Industries encompasses various sectors including petrochemical refining, wireless communications and consumer goods, while actively expanding into 5G services, green energy and financial services. In more business news, over 7.85 crore ITRs were filed by the October 31st deadline, setting a record-breaking figure, according to the Income Tax Department. This surpasses the previous record of 7.78 crore filed in the fiscal year 2022-23. The deadline applied to taxpayers without international or specified domestic transactions and required auditing for their books of accounts. The e-filing portal managed traffic effectively during peak filing days. Next up, in some tech news, WhatsApp is developing an alternate profile feature, allowing users to set different profiles for specific contacts, enhancing privacy options. Users can set an alternate photo and name visible to those who can't see the primary profile image. Additionally, WhatsApp is testing a video-seeking function by double-tapping the screen edges on the Android beta. The video-seeking feature is available in WhatsApp beta for Android version 2.23.20.20. Moving on, Walt Disney has initiated the purchase of Comcast's one-third stake in Hulu, aiming for full ownership and integration with Disney's streaming service. Comcast agreed in 2019 to sell its stake, with an accelerated transaction start date of early November, revised from January 2024. Disney anticipates paying NBCU around $8.61 billion by December 1st. The deal was facilitated by Disney's acquisition of 21st Century Fox assets, providing a strategic advantage in the streaming industry. In market news for today, the Sensex surged by 499.78 points or 0.79%, reaching 64,091.11, while the Nifty climbed by 148.60 points or 0.78% to 19,137.80. Among the stocks 2062 saw gains 1109 experienced losses and 103 remained unchanged the dollar saw a widespread decline with risk sensitive asia pacific currencies taking the lead in gains this followed growing investor conviction regarding a probable peak in us interest rates entertainment news over to news from the entertainment world shahrukh khan unveiled a sneak peek of his upcoming film dunki the heartwarming tale is directed by rajkumar hirani the movie, set to release worldwide this Christmas, also stars Tapsi Pannu and Vicky Kaushal, portraying the transformative journey of four friends striving to fulfill their aspirations. The film also features Vikram Kochar and Boman Irani in significant roles. This marks SRK's maiden on screen collaboration with Hirani, Tapsi, and Vicky Kaushal. In news from Hollywood, the documentary David Holmes The Boy Who Lived unveils the journey of David Holmes paralyzed in an onset accident while doubling for Daniel Radcliffe's Harry Potter. The trailer showcases Holmes' gymnastic prowess and moments with the cast. Radcliffe hails Holmes' resilience, emphasising how his impact transcends tragedy. The film, featuring personal footage, interviews and behind-the-scenes clips, debuts on HBO Max on November 15. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, Telugu stars Varun Tej and Lavanya Tripathi delighted fans by sharing their official wedding pictures on Instagram. The couple tied the knot in a picturesque ceremony in Tuscany, Italy, recently. Varun looked dashing in an embroidered traditional outfit while Lavanya stunned in a red sari and gold jewelry. The heartfelt caption from Varun simply read, My love. The post garnered thousands of likes and warm wishes from well wishers. Spooler Sports. In sports news, Australia all-rounder Mitchell Marsh has left the World Cup due to personal reasons flying back to Perth. Cricket Australia confirmed his indefinite unavailability, stating no return timeline has been set. Marsh, who has been in good form, scored 225 runs at an average of 37.50, including a notable 121 against Pakistan. His departure, along with Glenn Maxwell's absence due to concussion protocols, presents a challenge for Australia in upcoming matches against England, Afghanistan and Bangladesh. In more sports updates, Novak Djokovic maintained his pursuit of an unprecedented eighth-year-end number 1 ranking, defeating Tomas Martin Echeveri 6-3 6-2 at the Paris Masters. The match marked Djokovic's return to singles competition since mid-September. Despite initial rhythm challenges, Djokovic dominated, saving a break point and securing the win. He aims to extend his lead over number 2 Carlos Alcaraz in the year-end rankings race. Alcaraz's loss to qualifier, Roman Saifulin, has widened Djokovic's advantage. Wrapping up sports news, Manchester United's crisis deepened with a 3-0 home defeat to Newcastle, ending their League Cup defence and piling pressure on manager Eric Ten Hag. The loss marked United's eighth this season, Ten Haag took responsibility, emphasising the team's underperformance. United's prospects for major titles appear distant and the League Cup victory in February feels like a distant memory. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready for an incredible event, a 100 Hands Festival of Handmade Exhibition, and experience the widest range of exquisite handcrafted products that combine the old world charm with the contemporary, happening at the Jai Mahal Palace Hotel on the 4th and 5th of November at 10am. Catch the comical trio of Onindo Ghosh, Pranoy Chaudhary and Manjit Sarkar in their latest special BRB, Bengali's Rampaging Bangalore, performing live at the Ministry of Comedy, Koramangala 4th block on the 4th of November at 7.30pm. Immerse yourself in a soulful musical performance, Haridasa Vijayam, featuring ace Carnatic vocalist Vishaka Hari, performing live at the prestigious Hari Harikode Centre for Performing Arts on the 4th of November at 6.30pm. Join a beginners dance class with the exclusive Bachata dance workshop conducted by ace choreographers of the Motley Dance Company happening at Lahe Lahe Kodihalli on the 5th of November at 2:30 PM. You can also catch the insanely funny Punit Panya in his latest outing Notes from the Bunker, performing live at the 21st Amendment Gastro Bar Dranaga on the 5th of November at 6 p.m. Bengaluru weather. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. Bengaluru may experience afternoon thunderstorms with minimal precipitation. The day's high is expected to reach a moderately warm 28 degrees Celsius, while the low is forecasted to be a pleasant 20 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index factoring in humidity is assessed at a tropical thirty-one degrees. Celsius. These values are calculated for shaded areas with light winds. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast.